Lights, camera, action. Welcome to the Scrapbook Podcast. And welcome back to the Scrapbook Podcast. Director's Cut. Don't be surprised. Do your job. Do your job. Welcome. Sunflower again. Hello. Numero Trace. Yes. Third time. Third time should be the best time and I think this is the one. No pressure. So this is gonna be I want it to be a cartoon in the in the universe that is my superhero kinda universe, right? So all the superheroes you never heard of. La Platina, which her her real name is not that, but <laughs> I just I just thought that'd be a good uh, superhero name. La Plantana. La Plantana <laughs> And then we have the bunny He's in there, the hummingbird. Mm-hmm. He's a deaf superhero. He's in there. Um, and then we have Mistress uh, Tinga, which this is this episode is about her, right? So that's my superhero universe. Marvel, fuck with a nigga. <laughs> we got you, bro. I'll, I'll make y'all rich. I promise. If you make me rich and diverse and diverse, everybody's a person of color. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This series, I want to do maybe like a season long or even like maybe a limited comic book, 10 10, um, issues or some shit like that. But this is called Therapy with uh, Mistress Tinga. She is a super villain, a former super villain who um, got out of prison um, maybe 10 years prior to this. Mm She became a li- uh, licensed therapist, and um, her superpower is telekinesis, um, bringing spirits back from the dead, Okay. taking your soul out of your body, you know what I'm saying, making you have horrific nightmares into psychosis and killing yourself. She, she was a super villain, you got to think mm-hmm. that. Okay. Very powerful with the mind. Could murder you with a look. But she's reformed. She's not a supervillain anymore. So she used her powers for good. Well, she used her powers to help. Yeah, I was going to say she's a... Yeah. So she's a licensed therapist. And um, she helps supervillains, inmates, former inmates, former uh, superheroes, superheroes... Um, to get over the the atrocities that they have endured. No, that they have created. Oh. You know what I'm saying? They have murdered in a in a just think about it. In a lifespan of a superhero, he has killed maybe a hundred thousand people. Accidentally. Okay. Have you seen fucking Justice League? Yeah, kind of. I used to love watching Justice League and watching Superman punch niggas through buildings. You got to think. This was fucking 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And him just getting his ass whooped by Apocalypse or some shit like that. And just hurtling through these fucking buildings. He has killed many, 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 many people. Just by accident. Yeah. But some live in the mind of a superhero or a supervillain or, you know, inmates and shit like that. 
that they have killed and they can't get over. So they go to Mr. Stinga to get over that shit. Um, When it just gets too heavy. Yeah, when it gets too heavy. So they go to her. So every episode is about two or three superheroes or supervillains or whatever, what have you. And, um... And they talk to her about the shit. It'll be set up. It's drawn. You know what I mean? It's not live action. So they set it up. They're like, oh, I, you know, they lay on the couch, talk to her. And then she's like, are you ready to, you know, these past demons? So she conjures them from their mind and they talk to the person. So like one episode would be, um, it would be uh, Sackman, mm-hmm. right? He's a super villain. He's a diamond thief. Okay. But one murder that, you know, stays in his head was from, like, the Museum of Fine Arts in mm-hmm. West Africa. Okay. He put a nigga in a sack because he's sack man. <laughs> and he throws him into the fountain. And can hear them, like, as he's escaping, he can hear him, the man calling out to his wife and his mother. Yeah. Like, that fucked with him. So, he brings him back out of his mind and his spirit out of the spirit realm. Yeah. So, Sackman can talk to him and apologize. So, he brings him out. And then, in the middle of the floor is this giant wet you know sack yeah burlap sack unmoving and then the camera like you know i mean obviously it's drawn so it kind of zooms in a little bit and it starts moving and they start coughing and choking and shit and then they cut him out of the sack and it's the security guard that he put in there and he's like what the fuck like you know what i mean and he's just like sack man just standing there just like out of his costume, obviously. Yeah. And he's like, hey, man, <laughs> I, how you doing, bro? And he's just like, like, well, where am I? And he's just like, you're in, you're in, um, you're in my therapist's office. And he's just like, who the fuck are you? And I'm just like, all right. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, goddamn. Um, I'm the guy who killed you, bro, for a pair of, Nefertiti's diamond earrings. Yeah. And he's just like, he tries to like grab at his throat, but the nigga's a ghost. Yeah. So he kind of phases through him. And he looks at himself and then they have a heart to heart. Yeah. Maybe it's like the whole episode. Maybe it's just one episode is a therapeutic session. Yeah. That what happens. And so they talk it out and shit like that and they hug. Like this time he can feel him because. He actually, you know, gave him enough. He gave his the the security guard's spirit rest yeah. enough that he can actually touch him now. And then he hugs him and they, you know, cry and shit. And he was like, can you tell my wife and my mother that I love them? And he was like, yeah. yes, I can do that. And then the nigga, just him in the sack and the water on the ground, just all disappear. Yeah. And Sackman is just like, thank you, mistress. Like, I needed that. And he's just like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Goes, you know, fucks off. 
and then you know that that's so that's what it kind of be like you know then i have another one that's um like a back batman type character mm-hmm. super dark and shit like that brooding and dude just like you know i was in plain clothing and i was like in the gym and you know this guy he cutting my way, you know, and shit like that. And it's like jokes about him having anger issues and he smashes a dumbbell on the guy's face and kills him. Oh, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? Then he brings the guy back and the guy, it, he's standing there with, you know, in a stringer and yeah, with a, with a gallon fucking of water in his hand <laughs> with a big ass fucking 50 pound dumbbell in his face. Wadged in his face. Yeah, and then he's like, <clears throat> oh God. Right, and then Mr. Ching's like, "Oh my bad, I'm sorry." Like snaps her fingers, <laughs> and then like his face cut, like pops out yeah. and back to normal. And he was like, "Yo, hey motherfucker!" Like, and then they, you know, it yeah. kind of goes back and this rest like that. So throughout the season, um, Mistress uh, Tinga goes to AA meetings and shit like that. And I wanted to be like. She meets somebody there. Okay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's like a new person there who's just like, oh, I'm, you know, hi, I'm Brad. Hey, Brad. You know what I'm saying? I'm 90 days sober. I just thought this would help me spur along and shit like that. And she becomes his mentor and shit like that. Because she's been 10 years sober now. Like his sponsor. Yeah, sponsor. Not mentor, yeah. Sponsor. And he's like, yeah, for sure. And then they kind of... This is along the whole season, mm-hmm. or two seasons or whatever, the whole season. And they kind of get, you know, romantically involved. And she's like, you don't want any part of this shit. Like, yeah. I'm, I've am i hurt so many people and shit like that. And I just, I deserve to be alone right. and stuff. And he's like, I did crazy shit too. And she was like, nah, you know what I'm saying? He was like, I want, you're like. I don't know how I'm going to work it out exactly, but yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, me too. And then they kind of get romantically involved. Like, I want to understand. And then she kind of just like, I need to know, like, what the fuck you did. Yeah. Or something like that. Something to that effect. And uh, while he was sleeping, she, like, goes into his mind and shit like that. And he, like. Oversteps those boundaries, kind of. Yeah. And he, like, burned children alive. Oh, he gosh. He was. He was that super villain that people forgot about mm. over, like, it was buried because of the shit he did. Yeah. You know what I mean? He did, they, they don't want to acknowledge him at all. You know what I mean? Like, there's a uh, there's an overstepping in yeah. that shit when you're not even a super villain, yeah, but you're, you went from super villain to, like, extreme maniac, yeah. joker type shit. But like for fun, unapologetic. Yeah, no remorse. You didn't try to take over the world. You didn't try to. You just murdered. Chaos. You just burned down an orphanage Mm. and sealed up every exit and window and all that shit like that. Like, and then she's like, "What the fuck?" And then he like wakes up and shit. And he's like, "Oh, you you all right?" And then um, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." And then you know, create space or whatever. Then they have like a final battle at the end or some shit like that. I don't know. Or what she sees when she, like, uncovers his mind, entices her to become a supervillain again. 
You know what I mean? Or some shit like that. Maybe their their fight is he was brought along to bring her back to super villainy by the fucking the head of all supervillains or some shit like that. Like he needs her to take the world again and she quit all that shit. But the first episode would be like Sackman, right? Yeah. It it go through her whole total day. So she'd wake up, pour a coffee into her cup, like, you know, walk yeah. to work. She lives in like a New York City type place. I that's what I imagine too. <clears throat> yeah. Her receptionist is like the calm comedic break. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's like this super young sidekick black girl, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That has like super strength. You know what I mean? So she's constantly breaking cups. She's constantly snapping pencils and shit and breaking doors down. So that's why. It's like, come on, Tina, again? Exactly. That's why all the doors have, like, beads and shit. Yeah. It's because she broke every fucking door. Like, that's the, you know, she's funny. She's quirky and shit like that. Um, It goes to the other day. She's like, oh, mistress, we don't have, we have, you know, 50 calls. Um we're booked all the way until September, and it's March. Mm. You know what I mean? And then she's like, oh, yep, yeah, okay, I just need a little bit of time to myself, and then we can, you yeah. know, go about it. And then she is sitting there meditating and shit like that, and it's, like, slowly zooming into, like, her face, and then you hear all these, like, screams and gunshots and shit like that, and jail cells yeah. closing, and... Car screeching and shit like that, and then you'll you'll hear um, Tina like knock on. I say Tina, right? I said Tina. You okay, yeah, say I'll, say Tina, I'll say Tina. I say Tina. Tina knock on the door, mistress, and then like as she opens her eyes, the, all that shit stops, and it's just like you know, Sackman's here to see you, or the bunny's here to see you, or the hummingbird's here to see you. So is that her internalizing everyone else's regrets and crimes? It's or hers. Or is it her own? Okay. It's hers. Because you got to think she was a supervillain yeah. that had immense psychic powers. Yeah. So she, she, and she did jail time for it. She okay. did prison. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and it's been 10 years since she's been in prison. So it's time. So um, then it goes to her day and then she goes to like a couple of AA meetings, maybe prior to meeting this guy. But that's just a, a B story. Mm-hmm. If you want more character development or want her to have a romantic interest, we can go that way, or we can just stay in the therapist, therapeutic, therapist setting, psychologist setting kind of thing. You know what I mean? Well, either way would work, but if you did the whole, like, minus a love interest thing, yeah. or maybe had, like, like you, she met the guy, Brad. I think you said Brad. Yeah. And maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't remember. A Brad, a yeah. person, yeah. a guy or girl, what have you, and and she's just like thinking that this could be something, but then ends up finding out more things deeper because she doesn't know how to just leave things alone mm-hmm. and let people tell her naturally. That's one thing. So she might go through a couple of people until she kind of like finds the one. That's kind of corny. But then if you just did the therapeutic side, it there could be a lot of turmoil on that as well. But it could make for a good storyline. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, as a therapist, you're going through some psycho shit as well because you've got to listen to all these stories. And then for her, she's seeing them. Yeah. Like, she's pulling it out and first-handedly seeing all of this yeah, transpire in front of her and then, like, listen even more. So it gets a lot more deep and... and and maybe she's reformed to the point where she can't really take that kind of stuff anymore. Even though she's not doing it, it's kind of just like, fuck, I'm triggered, this and that and the other. And then maybe she goes to therapy. Hmm. You know what? I think she would have to be her own therapist just on the, or just on the fact that how mentally powerful she is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, but... You can't, uh, go, you can't get past, I mean, you can't go any more than literally digging in the brain, plucking something out. Exactly. And, yeah, making it known. But she's watching the scene firsthand. Yeah. She's there. Yeah. Like, it'd be like a breakdown as the person's talking. It'd be a cut to the, that scene, yeah. and it's her in the background watching, and then she's plucking the guy yeah. out of that memory and yeah. putting him, bringing him into the reality. So... It, then the shit ends, and then she turns off the light. Tina says, "Like, all right, I'll be here. You know, in the morning, in the morning, you know, I'll open up shop. Don't worry about it. Worry about it." And she was like, "Thanks, Tina. You're the best sidekick I could ask for." And she was like, "I'm not a super villain. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not a villain. You know, because she uh, aspires to be, yeah, you know, a hero one day. But she's like, working with you would put me in the mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, criminal." Activity. I mean, not activity, but what is it called? Um, criminality or some shit like that. But yeah, so. And then you're also seeing all these other superheroes and supervillains firsthand. Yeah, and that is okay to be fucked up, but it's not. But, you know, all right, I digress. So, that would be like a day in the life, right? Then it would be like... Um, You know that how that Weezer song goes. If you want to destroy my sweater, yeah. whoa, whoa. You know, but before it drops into the chorus, that dun 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 dun, like so that yeah. that part of the song is going on right as she opens her, her unlocks her door and shit like walk walks up the fucking forty flights of stairs or whatever mm-hmm. to their penthouse. Banging his foot, opens that shit up. That it's dark. She like snaps her fingers, or doesn't even do anything. Like there's no light switches on the wall because she can tr- control everything right. with her mind. So maybe she snaps her fingers, turns on the lights and shit like that. Closes the door. There's no TV in there, or you know what I mean. Yeah. And she likes kicks off her shoes. The rumbas going everywhere and shit like that. And um, she, like, pours herself, like, this mega gallon, mega mega pint pint, (laughs) of fucking um, red wine and sits it on her fucking banging-ass table. And she sits down on the sofa. She just takes, like, an exhale, closes her eyes, then opens them back back up, and then just, just chaos is all around her. Like, her... It's her father screaming at her when she was like three. Mm-hmm. It's her mom burning alive in a car. There's 
people leaping out of buildings. There's dead body, a pile of dead bodies on fire. There's people with their brains blown out and shit all against the wall. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going on in her mind all at the same time. So what you're saying earlier, I didn't want to cut you off, but she needs to talk to to somebody too. But she thinks that she's, this is all she needs is her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So all this shit is happening. And then all that song, you know, and then as it's like, if you want to destroy my sweater, then it cuts to black and then caps. I mean, then credits credits roll and shit like that. So that's what's going on at the end. That's that'll be like a perfect first episode. Yeah. Yeah. This is what goes to her mind every day. And you think she's good. You think she's cool. You know what I mean? In her office, there's the the degree she had to get in. Her shaking hands with villains and superheroes. Her traveling the fucking world with Tina and shit, because that's her, that's her bitch right there. Yeah. But in her mind, just, she's fucked up. Yeah, I thought that would be a pretty cool fucking cartoon. Yeah, I don't know if it, it might be shot like The Office or some shit like that, or maybe one camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe a two-camera thing, or it follows her through the shit. But I think that'd be pretty cool. What do I, you it sounds really interesting. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I make this shit up the same time I made them. Um, yeah, I'm going to still tell that uh, Sir Nick Longdick story. Which <laughs> is going to be fire. Um, But thank you so much for coming to listen at the Scrapbook Podcast. Um, email us at scrapbookpodcast at gmail.com um, we're on Facebook and Instagram fuck with us if you want to tell me what you think about this shit or what you think about the setup you know let me know yeah alright and signing out I am Jody Pratt didn't introduce myself but you already know the voice baby Do not stop being creative. If you're not creative, fucking start. God damn it. We love you. Don't stop being creative. Peace. Bye-bye.